0: I espose easy pa son Kelsey and your granny air er powerful sociable and fren y, he hazarded, as they stood together. I dunno easy them two air er particlar frenelle y. Pa son Kelsey air er in no wise a sociable critter, said Dorinda, with a discriminating air. He ain't like brother Jake Tobin, though it pairs like termie easy his gift in prayer air er manifested more servigrous, ef and I thing. She submitted this diffidently. Having no religion, she felt incompetent to judge of such matters. Pears like Termi Easy Pawson Kelsey air more like Ligia and Leisha, and them men, what he talks about corn cider blee, and goes out ter meet on the bald. He don't meet them men on the bald, they air dead, said Rick Tyler abruptly. She looked at him in shocked surprise. That's Jess's his addling way o' talkin," continued the young fellow. He don't mean for true more and half what he say. He lows easy, he meets the spirits o oh, the men on the bald. Once more she lifted her bright eyes to the shivering vapors, vague, mysterious, veiling in solemn silence the barren, awful heights. An extreme gravity had fallen upon her face. Did they live in their lifetime up higher in the big smoky, or in the valley Kentry? she asked, in a lowered voice. I ain't sure about in that, he replied indifferently. Crossed the line in the old North State, she hazarded, exhausting her knowledge of the habitable globe. I hearn him read about in at once, but I furge it's now. Still, her reverent, beautiful eyes, full of the dreamy sunshine, were lifted to the peak. It must HEV been in the big smoky mountains they lived, she said, with eager credulity. For he told me easy the word and the prophets holped him when Satan came a huntin' of him like a potridge on the mounting. The young fellow turned away, with a gesture of angry impatience. Ef he had ever had the state o Tennessee a huntin' of him, he wouldn't be so feared, O Satan. E. F. Thar wore a warrant for him in the sure FFS pocket, and the grand jury's true bill for murder lion Agin, him, yender at Shaftesville, and the Governor's reward. Two hundred dollars blood money on him, he wouldn't be a humpin' his bones round higher so pert, as shakin' in his shoes for the fear o' oh, Satan. He laughed a caustic, jeering laugh. Satan's mighty active, considerin' his age, but I'd be willin' ter pit the state o oh, Tennessee Agin' him when it came ter huntin' of folks like a potridge. The sunshine in the girl's eyes was clouded. They had filled with tears. Still leaning on the plow handles, she looked at him, with suddenly crimson cheeks and quivering lips. I dunno how the state o' oh Tennessee kin get its own corn scent ter be so mean and wicked easy it air, she said, his helpless little partisan. Despite their futility, her words comforted him. An IHEV done nothing, nohow, he cried out, in shrill self justification. I could no more hinder bednago tines from shootin' Joel Byers down in his own door and nothin' in this world. I never even knowed they had a grudge. Bednago Tynes, he told me easy he owed Joel a debt, and war goin ter see him bout in it, and wanted somebody along ter hear his word and see justice done twixt em. Thar air fower Byers boys, and I reckon he war feared they would all jump on him at once and he wanted me to holp him ef they did. And I went along like a fool sheep, thinkin' bout nothin'. And when we got way down yender in Escaqua Cove, where Joel Byers's house air, he gin a hello at the fence, and Joel kem to the door. And Bednago whipped up his rifle sudden and shot him through the head, easy nip and precise. And there stood Joel's wife, seein' it all. And Bednago run off, nimble, I tell ye, and I wore so frustrated I run too. Somebody cotched Bednago in the old north state the next week, and the governor had ter send a requisition arter him. But since I fund out easy they load I wore eight in an abet tin Bednago, and wore goin ter arrest me case I wore thar at the killin', they HEV had powerful little chance o tryin me in the court. And whilst the governor had his hand in, he offered a reward for seck a lawless man ezib. He broke off, visibly struggling for composure, then he recommenced in increasing indignation, and these higher friends o' mine in the big smoky, I'll be bound the hanker powerful arter them two hundred dollars blood money. I know h hev bintaka for this, ef it warn't for them concerns thar. He nodded frowningly at the pistols. Them's the only friends I HEV got." The girl's voice trembled. "'Pairs like ye mought count me in,' she said reproachfully. "'Nah,' he retorted sternly, "'ye go round hire Sorowin for a man easy HEV got nothing ter be afeard of but the devil." She made no reply, and her meekness mollified him. Drindy, he said, in an altered tone, and with the pathos of a keen despair, I had fixed it in my mind a good while ago, when I could HEV head a house, and lived like folks, stidder like a wolf in the woods, ter axe ter marry me, but I war hindered by gittin skeered bout en yer bein all in favor o oh, Amos Jeems, easy cam up ter see ye from Escaqua Cove, and I didn't want ter get turned off. Meb EF, I had axed then I wouldn't HEV tuck ter goin along o oh, Abednego Tines and Sec and the killin' Joel wouldn't H.E.V. happened like it done. Would ye would ye H.E.V. married me then? Her eyes flashed. Ye air fairly sodden with foolishness, Rick, she exclaimed angrily. Air you UNS thinkin' easy? will low easy. I would H.E.V. married a man four months ago Easy never axed me ter marry, know how? Then, with an appreciation of the delicacy of the position, and a conservation of mutual pride, she added, and I won't say nother easy, I wouldn't marry a man easy. Hev never axed me ter marry, nohow. Somehow, the contrariety of the proprieties, as she translated them, bewildered and baffled him. Even had he been looking at her, he might hardly have interpreted, with his blunt perceptions, the dewy wistfulness of the eyes which she bent upon him. The word might promise nothing now. Still she would have valued it. He did not speak it. His eyes were fixed on Chillhowie Mountain, rising up, massive and splendid, against the west. The shadows of the clouds flecked the pure and perfect blue of the sunny slopes with a dusky mottling of purple. The denser shade in the valley had shifted, and one might know by this how the day wore on. The dew had dried from the long, keen blades of the Indian corn— the grasshoppers droned among them. A lizard basked on a flat white stone hard by. The old ox dozed in the turn row. Suddenly Rick Tyler lifted his hand, with an intent gesture, and a dilated eye. There came from far below, on the mountain road, the sound of a horse's hoof striking on a stone, again, and yet again. A faint metallic jingle the air was so still now suggested spurs. The girl's hand trembled violently as she stepped swiftly to his horse and took off the plough gear. He had caught up a saddle that was lying in the turn row and as hastily buckled the girth about the animal. E-f that air anybody a Hank Aaron Ter see me, don't you UNS be a Denine E-Z-I-H-E-V been higher, Drindy, he said, as he put his foot in the stirrup. I reckon they H-E-V fund out by now be in the Kentry roundabout. But keep em higher easy long easy ye kin, Turgin me a start. He mounted his horse and rode noiselessly away along the newly turned mold of the furrow. She stood leaning upon her plow handles and silently watching him. His equestrian figure, darkly outlined against the far blue mountains and the intermediate valley, seemed of heroic size against the landscape, which was reduced by the distance to the minimum of proportion. The deep shadows of the woods encompassing the clearing fell upon him presently, and he, too, was but a shadow in the dusky monochrome of the limited vista. The dense laurel closed about him, and his mountain fastnesses, that had befriended him of yore, received him once again. Then up and down the furrows Dorinda mechanically followed the plow, her pulses throbbing, every nerve tense, every faculty alert. She winced when she heard the frequent striking of hoofs upon the rocky slopes of the road below. She was instantly aware when they were silent, and the party had stopped to breathe the horses. She began accurately to gauge their slow progress. Taint airish in no wise ter day, she said, glancing about at the still, noontide landscape, and e-f them air valley cattle they muse get blowed mightily travelin' up sex steep mountings easy the big smoky. She checked herself gratulation. Though I ain't wantin ter gloat on the biastis misery, Nother, she stipulated. She paused presently at the lower end of the clearing, and looked down over the precipice that presented a sheer sandstone cliff on one side and on the other a wild confusion of splintered and creviced rocks, where the wild rose bloomed in the niches and the grapevine swung. The beech trees on the slope below conserved beneath their umbrageous branches a tender green twilight. Loitering along in a gleaming silver thread by the roadside was a mountain rill, hardly gurgling even when with slight and primitive shift it was led into a hollow and mossy log that it might aggregate sufficient volume in the dry season to water the horse of the chance wayfarer. The first stranger that rode into this shadowy nook took off a large straw hat and bared his brow to the refreshing coolness. His grizzled hair stood up in front after the manner denominated a roach. His temples were deeply sunken, and his strongly marked face was long and singularly lean. He held it forward as if he were snuffing the air. He had a massive and powerful frame, with not an ounce of superfluous flesh, and he looked like a hound in the midst of the hunting season.